Culture Popped with Hunter Bishop. Arongo Productions Production. Hello and welcome to Culture Popped with Hunter Bishop. Uh, Hunter, unfortunately, couldn't be here this week. He had a bit of an accident. Um, he actually fractured two of his lower phalanges in a very tragic Wii Sports canoeing accident. So um, we're filling in for him this week. Uh, but don't worry, he'll be recovered soon. He'll be back next week. He's currently seeing the absolute best doctors on Woohoo Island. So uh, we're all praying for you, Hunter, our thoughts and prayers. I'll be your guest host, Matt. Hey, with what's Jonah. up? All right. So this is a bit of a hectic week you know the accent happened you know so soon when he had to record you know we had nothing prepared yeah it's very tragic you know but the show must go on that's what hunter always says that's why he so frequently turns to us to help you have nothing better to do you know yeah we're losers what do we got in store this week um well um again we really had absolutely no time to prepare but uh i thought it'd be fun um if we read, did a live performance, if you will, of a short story that I wrote a while ago. I'm a bit of a writer, and uh, I wrote uh, a rom-com, kind of a parody of a rom-com, but also an actual rom-com a while ago. Now that'd be, you know, there's not a lot of characters in it, so we'll each be performing, and uh, you know, get our. Get our theater juices. We, we both took theater back in high school. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, actually, in grade twelve, we we swept the award ceremony. Uh, yeah, yeah, the high school award actor ceremony. and best supporting actor. I even banged That's my true. co-star multiple times. Yeah. actually. Dozens, dozens of times, dozens and, and dozens. And who knows? Yes. All those people listening, you could be uh, listening to a future Oscar winner. You never know. Not me, of course. uh. Yeah, or, you know, you you could be the next one that that I bang because co-stars out of the picture. A spot is open and available, ladies. Exactly. Exactly. A spot is open and available so long as your spot is open and available. (laughs) So uh, give us a little synopsis. Yes. All right. Um, well, the story is called Brad fucking Pitt. And it is a serious Tennessee Williams drama about um, a man named Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, him and his girlfriend, Sarah, are in a bit of a rough patch in their relationship uh, due to the fact that Sarah um, wants to have a nice loving, caring relationship, and all Ryan cares about is meeting and becoming friends with Brad fucking Pitt. I think that explains it pretty pretty nicely without giving the juicy deets away. Yeah, and it's a, you know, it's a bit of a rom-com, um, except in this case, it's not a, a man chasing a woman. It's a man chasing Brad Pitt in a non-homosexual way. Not that there's anything wrong and, with that. Uh, I, I, let's, I want to make something clear before I'm going to be there's going to be a lot of scenes or a few, a lot of the, uh, where I'm going to be mm-hmm. reading both parts, the male and the fe- the boyfriend and the girlfriend. Um, we decided to split it up that way because it was only fair. Um, also I can't do a Brad, yeah. 
hit in Preston for my life. So that's also. I can't do one. I can't do any. That's all that matters. I can't even try to do one because I. I, 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 that's what comes out of my mouth because I'm, I'm trying to, to, to do it. But so when I'm speaking as a girl, I'll have a more feminine voice. You'll know when you hear it. And uh, yes. And uh, just enjoy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Jonah will be um, the two main characters. He'll be performing the roles of Ryan and Sarah. I will be the narrator as well as Brad Pitt. And I think this will be fun for everybody because we all know every woman likes would love to be with Brad Pitt. And we all know that every man would secretly be gay for Brad Pitt. Even, even if they'd never admit it. We all know, fellas, that if you were to ever be gay, if there was one man every man on earth would be gay for, it would be Brad Pitt. There's no need to hide it. We've all been there. Okay? We all saw the rooftop scene of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and don't think that you didn't think for a second, what if I'm gay? We all know you thought it. It's okay. We all did. Listen, you're, you're, you're bound to dibble. You're bound to dabble uh, on the other side of the fence once in a while. So, Yeah, I'm comfortable enough in my sexuality to admit that I might be gay for Brad Pitt and Brad Pitt alone. So you have nothing to worry about, ladies, whose openings are available. So, Matt, you ready? <clears throat> All right, let's get into it. <clears throat> the only feeling more painful than stepping on a Lego is having a crush on someone that you know will never be with you. Ryan had already done one of those things today, and now it was time for the second. Everything was just right for fruitless yearning. The sun was setting, and the scene out the window looked like the beginning of a Nora Ephron movie. The apartment was filled with calming silence. Ryan was comfortably nestled in his pajamas, and most important of all, his girlfriend Sarah wouldn't be home for another 15 minutes. Ryan curled up on his tiny couch in his even tinier apartment, got his phone out, and admired pictures of what he believed to be the closest thing humans have ever come to perfection. Those steel blue eyes that could give your soul goosebumps. The long, luscious locks. That smile. That damn smile. That's when the trouble began. That's when Sarah walked through the door. Ryan was too preoccupied to notice. Not even Sarah could divert his attention away from the apple of his eye. Are you eye. looking at Brad Pitt again? I don't get it. What's so great about him? Look at him. He's so cool. He used to look at me like that. Oh, babe, don't try to compare yourself to Brad Pitt. Why don't you stop looking at him? Let's go do something. When was the last time we went somewhere on a real date? What are you talking about? I took you to WrestleMania. No. You did not take me to WrestleMania. You dragged me there, and even still, that was eight months ago. Ryan got off the couch and slunk his way into the bedroom. Sarah followed, but Ryan blocked her from entering. I can't go out. I gotta wake up er early tomorrow. Brad is in town filming a movie, and I'm finally gonna become best friends with him. Then everything will be on the up and up. Or you can forget about that, because it's never gonna happen, and we can get something else on the up and up tonight. Unfortunately for Sarah, 
Ryan was Elmer Fudd, and nothing was going to stop him from getting his rabbit. Every attempt to snuggle that night was shot down like a Florida man applying to Yale. Ryan had his eye on the prize, and that prize was Brad fucking Pitt. Ryan awoke the next day, earlier than a rooster. He quickly whipped himself up what could barely pass his scrambled eggs and got to work trying to look his best for his special day. He trimmed his beard for the first time in months and cleaned out a candle's worth of wax out of his ears. Just to make sure he didn't miss any spots, he brushed his teeth three times and rolled on his deodorant ten times each pit. The only thing left was the outfit. Unfortunately, Ryan didn't have the stylish wardrobe. It wasn't long until his room looked like a disaster zone with all the rejected outfits strewn across the floor. Sarah woke up in a haze a few hours after him. While he was in the shower, she went to make breakfast for the both of them, only to see he had already made himself something. All he made for her was a mess. She cleaned up and went to get dressed. As she headed to the bedroom, Ryan came rushing out, dressed in his nicest outfit, a flannel shirt, and black jeans. They collided and crashed to the floor. As Ryan lay on top of her, they locked eyes. She put her arms around him, and he promptly scrambled away and darted off. He had to go meet Brad. It wasn't hard for Ryan to sneak onto the movie set. All he had to do was tell everyone he was a gaffer. He walked onto set and was transported to a different time. People walked around dressed as aliens. There were vehicles that looked like a mix between a Tron light cycle and a Star Wars pod racer. Touchscreens and holograms filled a cubic room. Ryan stepped through some Star Trek-style doors, and that's when he saw him. Standing at the catering table like the statue of David come to life. Ryan went over and started to nonchalantly put food onto a plate, trying to think of an icebreaker. Then it happened. As they both reached for the same pig in a blanket, their hands touched. Ryan's breaths became faster as his heart beat rapidly and fireworks went off in the depths of his stomach. I'm sorry, you go ahead. Ryan said with a crack in his voice. Thanks, man. I'm sorry. I thought I met everyone yesterday. I must have missed you. Brad took his blanketed pig and shook Ryan's hand. I'm a gaffer. Cool, cool. Hey, what exactly do you guys do? No one really knows. Right on. This movie looks spectacular, by the way. Most of your movies are. That's very kind of you. I was a little hesitant at first to do a sequel to Benjamin Button, but when I got the script and found out Werner Herzog was directing, I had to say yes. Well, I gotta go get ready for the scene. I'll talk to you later. Ryan's dreams were coming true. He was now Brad's acquaintance, and he was one step closer to becoming BFF. It was time for him to head home and think of a plan to get into the place where every man wants to be. The friend zone. Sarah came home that night to an apartment that was hit by a blizzard. Pieces of paper covered almost every inch of the place. What the hell is this? Exclaimed Sarah in the calmest angry tone she could. Ryan sat on the couch, scribbling into a notebook like a robot programmed to do one thing and one thing alone. In that moment, Sarah might as well have been a girl with glasses in a rom-com. Hello? Am I invisible? Am I ghosty? That better be my eulogy. She screamed. Huh? Oh, hi, babe. Uh, when did you get home? What are you doing? 
Brad loves pranks, so I'm trying to come up with one that'll help us bond. I met him today, and he said he'd talk to me later, so we're basically friends. Maybe he's just being nice. Don't be silly. Brad wouldn't do that to me. Well, stop that for now and come outside. I want to show you something. Sarah pulled Ryan up and dragged him out the door like a bratty child from the candy aisle. She had a very special surprise for him outside, the kind of surprise that in a normal circumstance would lead to them to listen to Marvin Gaye with the lights off. As they stepped into the street, she pointed for him to look up, and there it was. Their names were written in the sky as a plane flew around them, forming a heart with the clouds. That's, that's very nice, honey. Uh, can I go back inside and finish my work? Ryan dismissively said as he went back inside, not waiting to hear Sarah's reply. Sarah was fuming. She couldn't believe it. What had happened to the man she fell in love with all those years ago? The one who showered her with attention and treated her like a princess. The one who had real goals and aspirations and not delusions. Where was that guy and how could she get him back? As she stormed off, hoping to clear her head, she bumped into someone. The person dropped a booklet. They both went to pick it up. Their hands touched and eyes met. Sarah couldn't believe it. It was Brad fucking Pitt. Oh my god, it's you. Sarah said in disbelief. Yeah, I get that a lot. I, I'm sure you do. Have a nice day. Sarah turned to walk away. Wait a minute. Don't you want an autograph or a selfie or something? Not really. Nobody's ever said that to me before. Just then, Ryan strolled out of Listen, the apartment. Listen, I, I, I think I owe you an apology. He didn't finish the sentence before he noticed the physical manifestation of cool standing in front of Brad, his building. Brad, how you doing, buddy? Good. Uh, it's, it's, it's Ryan. Yeah, no, I knew that. While the new best friends were talking, Sarah walked off in a huff with a look on her face that would give a polar bear shrinkage. So listen, what are you, what are you doing tonight? You, you want to hang? Asked Ryan, twirling a finger in his hair. Um, nah, man. I got some plans with some buddies. You probably wouldn't fit in. Listen, do you know that oh, girl? Oh, yeah. She, uh, she lives here with me. Cool. See you later. Brad rushed away. Ryan stood there, dejected, rejected, mortified, and stupefied. He couldn't believe that Brad had denied him, even after everything they'd been through. To any other person, that would have been the end, but not Ryan. This was a ladder match, and he was going to do whatever it took to climb up and take the title. If Brad thought that he wouldn't fit in with his crowd, then Ryan was going to make himself fit in. The next day, rain poured from the sky like tears from a jilted lover. That wasn't going to deter Ryan, and he went out and did what he hadn't done since he started dating Sarah. He got some new clothes, a haircut, and cleaned himself up. The comedy sidekick was now Bond himself, slicked back hair, the finest clothes in men's fashion, and neatly trimmed nose hairs. When Sarah came home, she couldn't believe it. She took her coat off put her umbrella down and looked up. There he was, the man who charmed her so many moons ago and not the schlub who had been putting Brad Pitt above her. Poor Sarah thought it was for oh, her. Oh, honey, you look so good. Let me change and we can go out. 
What? No, this this is for Brad. Sarah didn't say anything. She went into the bedroom and slammed the door. The first time anything in that bedroom had been slammed in a very long time. That's when that buzzer rang. Ryan went over and said, into the intercom, It's Brad. I'm looking. Ryan didn't wait to hear the rest of his sentence. He ran outside. No coat, no umbrella. Brad stood out front under an umbrella with a look of disappointment when Ryan Check it out, out, Brad. Will I fit in now? Look, I didn't want to be this blunt, but I'm not your friend, man. I never was, and I never will be. I already have George. I was just being nice. And, you know, I found out you're not even a real gaffer. You were faking it. That's fucked up, man. Well, if, if, if you're not my friend, then why are you here? I came to ask that girl out. Ryan stood there, soaking wet in the pouring rain. His heart sank as if he just received the decapitated head of the love of his life in the mail. The window flew open and Sarah popped her head out. Ryan, what are you doing out there? Uh, Oh, no. Shouted Sarah. Brad looked up at her. I haven't stopped thinking about you since we bumped into each other. No woman or man has ever rebuffed me like that. Would you do the honor of going to the SAG Awards with me? Absolutely not. I have a boyfriend. A boyfriend who you've ruined. Now please leave us alone and go back to Jennifer or Angelina or whoever you're married to this year. Sarah closed the window and disappeared inside. Brad dropped his umbrella and stood there, dejected, rejected, mortified, and stupefied. The rain poured down on Ryan and Brad as they both stood there, heartbroken. Could you tell her if she changes her mind, I'll be at the airport. I have a flight to catch. Brad dejectedly mumbled as he walked away, his drooping head being drenched by the rain. Ryan went inside and headed straight to a tub of ice cream. As he sat there in bed, wallowing in self-pitying cookie dough, Sarah tried to comfort him, but it didn't do any good. I know it hurts, but you'll get over it. Sarah said insincerely. I'm not giving up. This is just a minor setback. Why? You're not going to become his friend. Stop with this ridiculous crusade. Because, Sarah, I know that me and him have a lot in common. And if I can just get him to see that, then we'll become friends and he'll hook me up and I can get out of this mediocre life. Sarah's face ignited with rage. Is that what you think of our life together? Mediocre? That, that's not what I meant. I just, no, I get it. Go on with your little quest for Brad, but you'll have to do it without me. I'm done. Sarah grabbed some of her things and stormed out, leaving Ryan all alone. It was just him and his thoughts. This was the lowest he had ever felt. Halfway through that tub of ice cream, Ryan had a realization. He could sit there and do nothing or go and follow his heart. So he got up and headed for the airport. Ryan was never one for endurance. Sarah could attest to that. But he dashed to the airport like an Olympic runner. He had to catch up to Brad before his plane took off. It was his last chance. Ryan ran through a sea of people lined up to ask a very polite little woman at the ticket counter if she had seen which way Brad went. She did, and as quickly as she told him, he was gone. Nothing would get in his way of catching up to Brad. Ryan pushed down anyone who got in his way. Not just the men, but the women and the children too.
He pushed them. He pushed them all. He might have even kicked someone's emotional support animal, but that's never been confirmed. As if he had x-ray vision or spidey sense, Ryan could see Brad through the vast herd of people. He ran through all of them and jumped past the security check. Brad was only a few feet away now. Alas, it was not to be. As fast as he got there, he was tackled by security. While he lay there, getting handcuffed, thinking about how his life was over and how slippery soap was, he remembered something he learned from Law and Order. He gets a phone call. Sarah was at her sister's place, eating some popcorn and watching Meet Joe Black. Except she wasn't watching the whole movie. She was just watching the scene where Brad Pitt gets hit by two cars. She found a 10-hour loop of it on YouTube and found it really entertaining. It was on the hour and a half mark when her phone rang. It was an unknown number. Hello? She answered. Sarah, listen, I know you don't want to talk to me right now, but I need your help. I I got arrested at the airport, and if you have any love left for me, you'll come down here and bail me out. I won't last long in prison. I'm I'm delicate. Sarah hung up without replying. She thought about leaving him there, but the longer she did, the sadder it made her. For as much of a pain he had been recently, she just couldn't stand the thought of never seeing him again. Ryan sat in the holding room for what felt like days. With the thought of going to jail on his mind, he wasn't lamenting the fact that he never became friends with Brad. He was lamenting the fact that he'd never see Sarah again. It was at that very moment that he saw Sarah again. She had come to bail him out. He didn't hear a word she said as she talked security out of arresting him. He was too busy focusing on her face. As soon as his cuffs came off, he grabbed her and kissed her. He had finally realized that everything he needed for a good and happy life was right under his nose the whole time. Babe, I've been an idiot. My life doesn't need Brad fucking Pitt to be worth it. It just needs you. He said as he leaned in for another kiss. I'm so happy you finally... Is is that? Is that Tom Cruise? She pushed Ryan out of the way and ran after Tom. Tom! Tom, I'll show you the money shot! She screamed as she tried to catch up to him. She couldn't, of course, for his running form was just too great. And they all lived happily ever after. And I expect all the listeners to be clapping now because that was a tremendous performance and a great script. Yeah. Well, it's not really a script. It's a short story. But short you know story. what? If, Bra- if Brad Pitt gets a hold of this and wants to make the movie version, okay, if he feels it's his turn for being John Malkovich, I'm his guy. And listen, uh, that wasn't my best work, Brad, but um, with uh, a couple more reads, uh, I, could, I, could get, I could get really into character. I'm a method actor, and I didn't have time to become method. Well, don't blame that on yourself. Blame it on Hunter for breaking his two lower phalanges on such short notice. You know what? I felt like uh, I was I was feeling her pain. And I started to I started to feel that towards in some of the in some of the some of the lines. Uh, uh, yeah. So much so she, that I uh, almost punched a hole in my wall. I mean, I, I did my absolute best to, to uh, not just make to take like what could be a one dimensional character and add layers, right? I added a whole new dimension to make her a fully two dimensional character. You know, uh, 
because Hunter gave us such little time, I think there was, there was times where I was in the middle of a line where I had to switch up my emotion because I'm like, okay, oh shit, this isn't the emotion that I'm trying to portray in the, um, of course, uh, any of you producers out there listening, uh, I'll have more time to prepare for any of those scenes that you, you want me to do. Yeah. Excellent voice acting. I must say much better than much better than me. Um, so if there's any animation people out there listening, he's Listen, your guy. I have a lot of voices. Yeah. In, tons inside of and outside of my head. Yes. Dozens. He dozens. has dozens. I have about three. So if you, if you need an extra three, I'm also your, your guy. I never wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be a, a, a voice actor. Um, because, you know, who, who's the great Peter? Uh, what's his name? Um, God, we were just playing the game, uh, Borderlands. That he's the three that he's not in. Troy Baker. Troy Baker. I want to be the next Troy yeah. Baker. Troy Baker. Nolan North. Nolan North. Be like, yeah, I know that you know, guy. Let's be real. Troy Baker and Nolan North are the Brad Pitt and George Clooney of the voice acting world. Exactly. That's all I wanted to do. And maybe if you're lucky, you'll get all these other people, like the listeners, you'll get to hear yeah. uh, other voices throughout uh, other episodes of the podcast. If you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. If we're back again, you know, you never know with Hunter. He's a very busy man. He's doing a lot of activities. Things happen. You know, maybe Hunter want, wants me to come on as a special guest and I'll just be doing my voices. You'll never fucking know. Yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe we secretly host an, another podcast on our own that's our podcast and not someone else's podcast that we guest host. It's our podcast, but you don't know it because we do voices, so you can't tell that it's us. Exactly, and that's why some of these episodes are like, well, it doesn't seem like they put a lot of effort into it. Well, it's because we have a lot of shit going on, dude. Not really. Yeah. But, uh, this isn't our main thing. This is just us helping Hunter when he's like occupied with something or when there's an emergency like there was today. You know, I don't I don't see it as like, like, oh, I did this for you, Hunter. You got to, you know, you owe me because I, I oh, really, no. I enjoy doing this podcast with you, Matt. Yeah. And honestly, you know what? I can do a million favors for Hunter and he'll never have to pay me back. He's just such a great guy. Yeah, all you people uh, need to know Hunter Bishop is uh, is the man. Yeah, he really is. Whoever you think the nicest person on the planet is, that person thinks Hunter's the nicest person on the planet. That's how great of a guy he is. What when a Matt humanitarian. Said, when Matt said that he'd only be gay for her, Brad Pitt, he forgot about Hunter Bishop. Well, no, I wouldn't be gay for Hunter because Hunter is 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 he's he's like an angelic presence. It's like you can't be sexual towards him. He's a non-sexual being. He's just a being. That's true. You know, I he's I also look at him as like a brother. Um, yeah. He's not just a man. He's a myth. He's a legend. He's everybody's friend. He's like the Loch Ness monster. Uh, yeah, except he doesn't ask you for three fifty.
Got any pointless recommendations? Um, I do. I don't know if I we, we didn't go over this, so I don't know if you've seen it or not. All right. Well, that's the point of pointless recommendations is to just recommend something. Um, I I actually watched this movie recently. Um, it could oh, have yeah. been tonight, but you'll never know. Um, oh. It's called The Gentleman. Have you seen it? Uh, I have not seen it. That's the that's the um, the one with Matthew McConaughey, right? The Guy Ritchie one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I I didn't see it. I I wanted it, to actually. It is quite the entertaining movie, and I know it's pointless recommendations, and I meant to recommend something that isn't um that isn't like you aren't gonna watch, but I highly recommend watching this just because it's it, it kind of reminded me of Knives Out. It kind of felt all over the place a little. Not not that it didn't feel like that, but it all the loose ends and the, the story came together at the end in a beautiful climax. That uh, extremely entertaining. The only problem I had with it was Hugh Grant, who I thought was had could have had some funny lines if someone like Ricky Gervais played it. Like I feel like he was trying to do a Ricky Gervais accent, accent of the goo. Um, but he wasn't funny at all. I don't find I didn't find him funny at all. I think a lot of the funny lines would have like fell flat. But uh, that's just me. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Ma- Matthew okay. McConaughey is is great. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Charlie Hunnam, badass as ever. And uh, Colin Farrell was uh, was pretty good as well. Um, this is a very interesting recommendation. Now, as I told you when you first started this recommendation, this is a movie I actually I wanted to see way back when it originally came out. I saw the trailers. I thought it looked interesting. But there's a reason I never did see it, and it's because this movie is called The Gentleman. Now, I don't know if you know this, but way back in the day, I ran a club called The Gentleman's Club. And so this movie, I feel, is infringing on my non-existent copyright. I never got around to copyrighting it, and so I feel like they stole it from me before I could. And so I refuse to support this movie by watching it because they stole my name. I run the Gentleman's Club. Now this movie comes along and calls himself The Gentleman. Is that a coincidence? I don't fucking think so. So I refuse to support this movie. That's fair. That's fair. Any pointless recommendation for me, Matty Boy? Um. Yes, I do have a, a, a recommendation for you. I am going to recommend to you, for you, to go ahead on your laptop, your lappity top, set it on your lap, and then what I want you to do is I want you to type in, in Google, I want you to type in BlizzardNet, and then I want you to download that. And then I want you to download World of Warcraft. And then I want you to come play with me because I need help clearing mobs. And I think you'll have a, a great time. Okay. I know what kind of games you play. I know what gets you hooked. And I know World of Warcraft is going to get you hooked. And I know you're going to enjoy it. And I know me and you are going to run around and we're going to destroy everything in all of Azeroth. And you're going to level up. You're going to gain XP. We're going to have a guild. We're going to have thousands of people join us. We're going to have all the Hunter Bishopites. That's what his fans call him in our guild because Hunter's going to be there, and we're going we're gonna to have a fun time. We're going to raid. We're going to level up. We're going to fish. 
we're gonna craft we're gonna you'll i'll be a dwarf and you can be a, an elf um i find that offensive that you think i'd choose an elf if i were to play this game why that'd not that'd be the last character i'd choose you know what? Um, offensive towards elves, but I think elves can go shove it. <sighs> I think you're just jealous because you've always been uh, conscious about your tiny ears. Listen, I have proportionate sized ears, bro. But I, I, I can't play. Then, then. You know there, there is, there's one thing that stopped me from playing World of Warcraft, and it ain't some bullshit excuse. It's because my computer sucks. <laughs> That's fair. I'll take that. You'll take that? I'll take that. All right. Valid excuse as to why you will not <laughs> play World of Warcraft. Valid excuse as to why I will not watch The Gentleman. Um, Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt, if you're listening, or if anybody that is close to Brad Pitt, or his agent, or if anybody who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone, who knows Kevin Bacon, who knows Brad Pitt. Um, please let him listen to this so he can contact me about the movie rights. Or uh, contact Hunter Bishop because we don't have uh, any form of social media yeah, yeah. you can reach us on. Contact Hunter who will contact me. And you can contact Hunter uh, on Twitter and Instagram at the Hunter Bishop because there's only one. That's the Hunter Bishop? That's the Hunter Bishop. T-H-E, Hunter Bishop. Not Hunter Biden, Hunter Bishop. That's pretty easy to remember. Yeah. It only takes a couple of clicks to, to, to give uh, Hunter another follow. And uh, yeah. it's some entertaining shit. We always say it. Some entertaining shit that he releases. You got to follow him. Yeah. He'll... Great anecdotes. He, he's lived a wild life. So great anecdotes, great stories, great life advice, great analytics, great thought-provoking discussion, and he's also very witty. Yeah, and uh, you can stay up to date with the podcast, know when episodes go live. Yeah. You know, he might not be here, but he sure as hell will let you know when you can be here. Yeah. Don't forget, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. If you don't, we know who you are. We'll come find you. Um, oh, here's a fun here's a fun thing you can do. If you'd like to, to send us a message, there's a link in our podcast description that you can go to, and you can record a message for us that we'll listen to, and maybe we'll put it in, or Hunter will put it in, or one of us will respond to your message. We don't care what it is. It can be a death threat. I like death we'll threats. We'll put it in. Yeah. We'll put it in. We'll laugh about it. You know, well, if you if you want to, we can make fun of you. We're good at that. Yeah. Yeah. You can ask us questions. You can insult us. You can, yeah, you can give us death threats. You can try and solicit sex from us. You can try to get us to solicit sex from you. Whatever you want. Go in that podcast description. Find that link right at the end. Go to it. Record your message. We'll listen to it. Maybe we'll put it in here. Maybe Hunter will put it in here. Maybe me, Jonah, and Hunter will all get together one day and have a podcast together 
of just reading your messages. Well, I think that about does it. Yeah. It's been... One week since you looked at me. It's been one week since you looked at me. See, I when I don't know the words, I just... Uh, I just bullshit. It's a good thing you it. don't know the words because you could have cost Hunter a lot of money. Yeah, n- no. Um, that's that's that I did it on purpose. There you go. Okay. Well, okay. It's been it's been not one week, but it's been Jonah and Matt. We'll see you next time. Well, hopefully Hunter will. Your culture has been popped by Hunter Bishop. This has been a Rongo Productions podcast. Fucking can't stand this shit anymore. Fucking bullshit.